Assalamu alaikum. Um, today I will be talking to a special guest. So, uh, Brother Harold, why don't you talk, don't you take it away, introduce who you are and what you do these days. Assalamu alaikum, Maruf. Thanks for inviting me to this podcast. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm Harun Rashid. Um, I uh, describe myself as an entrepreneur and an investor. I've been in business for the last 15 years now, mashallah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know. I, I, I start, what I love and I'm passionate about is starting and growing businesses. You know, I also love and I'm very passionate about helping people, in particular entrepreneurs, grow their businesses as well. So, you know, I also spend some time. You know, uh, a, a, a small amount of time from my from 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 the time that I have. You know, other than spending with my family is, uh, you know, where I uh, coach and mentor and run mastermind groups and I help entrepreneurs reach new personal and business heights, you know, and I think I'm uh, quite well placed to do that having been in business myself for the last 15 years, alhamdulillah. Um, I'm particularly passionate, passionate about the Muslim market, you know, it's considered to be worth, you know, something $3 trillion plus. And you want to get uh, a really big share of it, right? <laughs> well, I hope I can get a big share. I mean, I've, 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 I've made some headway in it yeah. uh, by building a, a Islamic fashion clothing business called Islamic. Yeah, but don't, don't go there. We're going we're gonna to step by step, okay? You're just, uh, you're just uh, covering all the questions now. So that was a brief intro of what you do. So, I mean, yeah, about the Islamic Design House, can you, can you tell us, instead of jumping to that, can you just tell us like a bit brief history what you did briefly before, how it started. Because I really, you know, what I really miss about the story is we all, all today we see that Islamic Design has a very successful brand. But what I'm really interested in for me and for our listeners is the real struggle, the real pain, how it started, how it came to be, you know? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you want to start right at the beginning, let, let, let's not start with success, let's start with failure. Exactly. I mean, I... This is what I want to hear. This is what I want to hear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I started my very first business. I did was when I was about nineteen, uh, and um, uh, I was importing, exporting furnitures from China and supplying to uh, high street retail outlets as well as hotels. And I had a partner in this business. But you know, after working on this business for about a year, uh, the 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 business failed, and uh, so I quickly moved on to another business. And uh, uh, this business uh, was where I was, uh, it was an IT company and uh, we were building IT infrastructures as well as computers for companies and individuals and that also quickly failed because the just economy a second, changed. Just a second, just a second bro. I mean I just want to understand a simple thing. So your, your first business was uh, furniture, right? You did for yeah. a year or so. It didn't work out. And what was your feeling when it failed? Like, like what was your mindset? You know, it, it didn't work well, out. You must time, have lost some money or something, right? Well, the thing is, um, by the time I, I, I attempted my third business, which also failed, you know, I, I said <laughs> to myself one thing uh, before I started my fourth business, which happened to be Islamic Design House. And I said to myself that, you know, uh, and one of the reasons I identified uh, why I 
failed in those businesses is the first sign of trouble that I had in the business, whatever it may be, each business ha had its own problems and dynamics, I actually gave up. So when it came to the fourth business, I said to myself, no matter what happens, I am not going to give up this time. I'm going to exert all my effort. Uh, I'm going to put uh, everything behind it. And funny enough, it's a fashion business. I'm not particularly a fashionable person, <laughs> uh, though some people may differ. But, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I had no idea about the fashion industry. I had no idea where to produce the clothing from. I had no idea who to sell it uh, you know, sell it to, uh, but I was determined and I was focused. Uh, when I look back now and I think to myself, and when people ask me that what was the uh, reason behind your success, and I can think of um, you know just these uh, uh, key words that I was very determined, I was very focused, I was willing to learn, and I was willing to take uh, new risks. Um, and the idea was born like any idea should be born uh, from the need to, uh, you know to solve. A problem that you see, you know, people are facing, and when okay. Islamic Design House started from, you know, I was observing uh, my sisters. They were they muhajjab, so they were the hijab, they were the jilbab, and they were young, you know, and being young, they were influenced by the fashion industry, you know, and the mainstream, uh, you know, uh, trends. But they couldn't find any kind of abaya or jilbab that they could wear that was, you know, uh, you know, that suited their needs. So uh, I saw my sisters, you know, they'd go to the market and buy fabrics and give it to my mother to, you know, sew them mm -hmm. uh, and make it, it into things that they really like to wear. Uh, and, you know, surprisingly, my mother started having and doing a lot of business from home. And it kind of just was in the back, in the, no, in, in my subconscious mind, right? It How do I employ my mother, right? How do I exploit no, my mother? <laughs> I was seeing her go through the struggle and, and one day I happened to be at a friend's house, it was in 2004, and it was the month of Ramadan, and it was the night of power, the Laylatul Qadr, 27th night of Ramadan. And I was in his house, and we were sitting, and we were talking about life, and we were just contemplating on some of the, you know, the big questions about life that we could do better, we could do more. You know, Allah has given us a brain, hands. What has He uh, not given us that he's given to someone else who's uh, tremendously successful. He just were not putting it to use. And there, you know, it, the, this idea of Islamic designers kind of clicked to me that, you know what, why don't I just get this design, find a designer, get them designed, find a uh, manufacturer, get them manufactured, and then just go and supply it to the shops. And my mother no longer needs to break her back trying to make these designs. <laughs> Women can go to the shops and buy it. And it was as simple as that. And But I didn't know what on who and where to go, how much money I needed, you know, who to talk to. But, you know, from the very next day, honest uh, to God, I actually started working on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and ever since day, I've been, I've been working on it. Uh, though, alhamdulillah, now 10 years on, the business has grown and, you know, we're distributing across 60 plus countries. You know, we've got a solid customer base of about uh, 50,000 who buy from us on a regular basis. So we, we, we built up a brand, we built up a you know, a, a loyal following of customers. Uh, across the whole of social media, we probably have close to now about 2 million fans. Um, and we're, we've got retail franchises across 20 plus countries. And I've got a solid team, a uh, solid uh, a bunch of business partners as well, who we've stuck together for the last 10, uh, you know, 11 years coming up to now. 
you know, and, and that sometimes is quite unheard of where partners are together for so long, mm-hmm. where a team is together for so long, you know, businesses start collapse. Okay. Uh, but ultimately, there was a good, sincere intention behind it that we wanted to do something for, you know, um, the, the Muslim women, give them something that they can wear that was along the lines of the Sharia. I so I believe, you know, at the at the bottom of it, and, and subhanAllah, I started the business with borrowing £5,000 from my mother. <laughs> uh, so I guess I had the blessing of the dua and, you know, and, and the blessings of my mother, and I started the business. That's and good. today the business is, um, you know, turning over multi-millions worth, uh, you know, possibly close to about $100 million if I was to sell it tomorrow. Um, and I got to say that um, at the the, uh, the heart of it is, you know, any business will be successful is if you got to be determined, you got to be focused, and you got to be willing to take some risk, sure. and you got to work hard. Well, but here's my question. You see, um, so what, what your approach was okay. What is the problem I'm going to solve? Right? What's worthwhile solving? And you went after that. And there is some entrepreneurs. Uh, they have another um, another approach. I, I wouldn't say totally another, but a bit different approach. For example. They also say, yeah, yeah, we should go about the problem as well, but we should also, in a way, kind of care about the problem. Because, you know, as you know, as we entrepreneurs look at the world, the world is full of problems, right? You, 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 there are many, there are hundreds, there are thousands, there are many millions of problems. So, uh, as I understood, your first thing, uh, your first job was kind of, the company was about furniture, then the other one was a computer, and a third, third, but this is a number four, isn't it? I did design house. Yes, I did, uh, some design house is my number four. What was yes. the number three? Uh, number three was um, a uh, it was like a network marketing business. Okay, okay, but but uh, here's the thing. I'm just I mean this all four things. So I have four different areas, right? So I mean what I'm trying to understand is what was your kind of approach from the for first thing? You were just also trying to say okay, where can I make money? And you see the opportunity. You went after that, or but how is it different from the design house? Does it does it make sense? Yeah, I mean the the uh, what uh, one has to do is this is one has to qualify, uh, just because there's a problem, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a lucrative business because that problem could only be one person's problem. It could be isolated, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to prove that this problem is shared by uh, uh, you know, many people. If you want to, you know, uh, one of the things that I do with all of my clients and people that my students that I coach and mentor is I get them to start thinking how they can make their first million in their first 12 months, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to make your first million dollar or first million pound, you've got to have enough people with the same problem that you can market to, right? So uh, with my first three businesses, what I realized is there was some, some you know, the, the, the economy dynamics, there, there were economy dynamics, there were, I mean, each business had a different problem for which reason I did not continue, but most importantly, what I, why I didn't continue was I could have actually solved those problems because... Uh, uh, since starting Islamic designers, I probably faced a, a bazillion problems. I could write a, a, a whole, um, you know, a thesaurus uh, uh, encyclopedia on all the problems that I had to solve. But and the, the only difference was that I was willing to keep trying solving the problem. And nowadays, it's such that, you know, the, my attitude is this: I wake up in the morning, okay, and I'm like, okay, what problem do I deal with today? All right. Um, and when I've dealt with the problem and I go to sleep thinking, Alhamdulillah, I managed to deal with that today. Okay, so uh, problems don't phase me anymore. And, and a lot of people, the the difficulty that they have, and in, especially being an entrepreneur, is your, <laughs> you know, problems are part and parcel of being an entrepreneur, and you gotta love solving problems. Exactly. Okay. 
And, so and what's, they, your, what's your, what's your, I mean, um, tell us, tell us this. I mean, the, there may be some people listening who, are, who have been thinking starting their business, but they have never started. Maybe some of them are, they started just one of them and failed. Maybe some of them started the number two and failed. You know, maybe some of them started number seven and failed. So, I mean, you know, we are in the, for every success story, there are thousands who are still struggling, who are still trying to make it out. So what's your message would be for those people? Okay, so uh, the real question you're asking is how do you deal with the fear of failing? Yeah, okay, exactly. That's the real question, the crunch of the question here. And firstly, you know, it's, we, we all need to accept that we actually have this fear. When you accept a certain fear, then what happens is almost, uh, you know, you've dealt with it like half of it's been dealt with because you accept it, you recognize it, right? Mm -hmm. so we all got to accept that we all accept f the fear of failing. The other thing that also we all fear is the fear of rejection or uh, being let down or, or disappointing our, ourselves, our loved ones, our, our family, for example. Like a lot of people, you know, they'll have people, uh, you know, talking down, you know, breathing down their neck, you know, and, and say, oh, you're going into business now, you know, uh, you're going to lose a lot of money or you're going to lose a reputation or it's not going to work out, right? The way to, and, and another thing is people fear the unknown, okay? Mm -hmm. People fear what they don't already know or what could happen. And most of the time, those fears that people create in their head of the future, of what it will be like and what it could be like, what it may be like, okay? It's 99.9% .9 of the time, it's all false, uh, um, you, know, um, uh, you know, creation in our mind, okay? Right? It doesn't happen, all right. And you realize that actually, when you, when you, uh, uh, and when, once you failed enough times as well, you realize that you know what, it is not true. Okay, I'll give you an example. You know, people told me, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I was uh, two years ago, I wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, a, an opportunity, <laughs> which was the tallest in, in Africa. And people told me, oh my God, it's the tallest mountain. You won't be able to breathe. You're not fit enough. You're gonna have to walk. Uh, you know, so many miles every single day over so many different kind of terrain and it's going to be cold, you're not going to be able to handle it. And I particularly don't like the cold, by the way. When I was told to be minus 25, you know what? Uh, I asked these people one question. I said, have you ever done it yourself? Right? Mm -hmm. And if they said no, right, then I, I my years uh, blocked them out completely. I wasn't listening to them anymore. So you have no idea what it is. You just assume, right? Exactly. So, and this is what happens to people. A lot of the times, people listen to people of what it may be, what it could be, how it possibly will end up. Okay, and it's really they live through someone else's fear, and not mm -hmm. then necessarily their their own fear, right? So this is why I say, don't you know, listen to anyone who hasn't experienced anything. Uh, uh, you know what you're asking them about; they haven't experienced it before, right? Uh, and go out and, and discover your own experiences. And I'll tell you something, uh, Brother Maruf, uh, what I found through my life now, and I probably, you know, lived half my life perhaps, okay, is that, you know, 99.9% um, .9 of the times, those fears uh, and those fears of other people and the fears that we create on our, on, in our own mind don't actually, work, uh, uh, don't actually happen. The, in fact, the opposite happens. And here's another thing as well that people should bear in mind is that when we think a certain way, all right, what we do is we project, um, you know, certain, uh, we 
attract. So if we think negatively, we're going to attract negativity. If we think positively, we're going to attract positivity. What happens is our thoughts and our emotions, they emit certain, uh, uh, and this is some research has been done, yeah, certain signals of a certain frequency. And what happens is we actually attract those uh, 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 similar frequency as well. So what's the point of thinking negatively? Why not think positively? And you probably relate to this is, you see, have you seen when a parent, you know, the child is carrying something fragile and they say, oh, you're going to drop it, you're going to drop it, you're going to drop it. And what mm -hmm. happens? Two seconds later, the child drops it. Okay? <laughs> right? The child literally, and then they say, oh, I told you so. Okay, you're going to drop it. Right? So what happened was that person projected that negative thought to that person and that person ended up doing it. But they could have turned that over uh, around and, and, and say, you, uh, you know, be careful how you walk with this thing. Okay, that person would be a lot more careful how they walk with this thing, I right? See. So that's why I say with children, you know, what all you, of us. What, who is, have what is this thing called? What you just said, there's a special term for that, right? It's called uh, positive enforcement, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's positive uh, affirmation. <laughs> exactly, affirmation. So what you're yeah. saying, instead of expecting the bad, say something, you know, good, you know. Say something good, exactly. I see. That's you a very know. powerful lesson. Even in Islam, Allah SWT said, I am what my servant thinks of me to be. Do you understand? Right? Uh, in the Quran, Allah SWT said, I am what my servant think of me to be. Right? So, if you, if you think that you're going to, you know, uh, you expect the worst, right? You're going to get the worst. And if you think you're going to expect the best, you're going to get the best. I see. So, that's a powerful lesson for the rest of us. Like 95% of the time, whatever we fear will never come true. It's in our minds, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It's all a creation in our mind that then prevents us or it disables us from taking action, right? But all we've got to do is stop. Like I say, you know, you've you got to think, you've got to plan, but stop thinking too much. Just do it. Exactly. So, that's a powerful lesson. Let's move forward. So, I mean, you have been, uh, as you said, you've been doing the number four business for about over, ten, over a decade now. Is that correct? Yes. But uh, also, you know, we were talking recently with you in London. You said, and uh, it's not the only thing you're doing. Because, I mean, you, I heard a really good story from you about business, like how you really set up a business. You set up a system so you can actually move out from the equation. It still keeps moving. Is, is, isn't it correct? So that's what ha what's happening to ITC now, Islamic Design House. That's why you, are, you have some free time and to do other things. Can you just uh, elaborate about, about the real business? How is your definition of real business? If, if you want, you can tell the story briefly so we can all relate what a real business should look like. It's not always we are working in, inside, but we should also work on-site. Do you remember the story? Uh, yeah, I, I do give an example. I, it's a question that I often ask people, which uh, kind of stops them is, what is the difference between a business like McDonald's and a business like your local corner shop? Exactly. What is yeah. the difference between the two? They're both businesses, but what is the difference? The uh, And one of the businesses such as McDonald's is probably raking in about $25 billion profit a year, employs uh, something close to half a million people all over the world, 60,000 stores or something around the world, you know, um, it's a huge business. And the local corner shop, and, and the, the owner of McDonald's, who, whose name is uh, Ray Kroc, and he's been long dead for a, a, over a, de a decade now, and still the business is making money. What did Ray Kroc do when he went to business, and what does the owner of the local corner shop do when he goes to business? And the difference here is really that 
Ray Kroc, there's a saying that, uh, it's a famous saying that, you know, you can probably, you know, cook a burger better than McDonald's, but you can't create a system better than McDonald's. <laughs> so McDonald's is a business that actually runs in, you know, as a system. Uh, and this is what Ray Kroc did. Every day he went to work and he was busy building a system, right? You know, uh, and, and, and one of the things Ray Kroc said is that in McDonald's, they can employ anyone, even an uneducated person. Someone That's who what can't they do most of the time, don't they? From and they do that. Ages. That's right. They employ a lot of immigrants, okay, on a slightly low wage, but they get the job done. And you can go into a McDonald's in one part of the country, and you can go to another part of the country. You can, in fact, go to a McDonald's the other side of the world, and you'll have the same experience, same service. Because what they've done is they've systemized their business. Everything happens and works like clockwork. There's protocols and policies and manuals in place that everybody gets educated. And what that does, essentially, is it creates a brand identity. Okay? Uh, you can identify with who and what McDonald's is wherever you go, wherever in the world. Um, and, the, uh, and, and most people, what happens is they go to, they create a business. Uh, and in fact, what they've really done is they've created a job. Uh, which is far more demanding, far more stressful. They've got to uh, inject a far more number of hours than if they were to do uh, by having just a job. And they end up with a lot more liabilities than anything, right? That's because they don't know, uh, you know, essentially they don't know what they're doing. They probably got into business because of one or two reasons. This is what I found because I interact with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses. And what I found is people get into business for one or two reasons. One, either they saw someone else who is very successful in business, has got a nice car, nice house, great lifestyle, and they're like, oh, you know, I want that too. And because he's a businessman, they go, to, go into a business. Another reason people go into business is they are frustrated in the job that they're in. They probably don't like the job that they're working. They hate it, right? Mm -hmm. Or even sometimes, you know, their job is generating a lot of business because they're the main, you know, and they're producing this item and, and they... You know, a thought comes into their mind, or oh, what if I just go and create that myself and have my own business, I'll be also making a lot of money like my boss or my owner. Mm -hmm. But what the people fail to do is they don't realize that business uh, is a, a certain career, okay? You've got to embody certain personality. You've got to have certain skill sets. You've got to, uh, got to gain those skill sets. You've got to learn those skill sets. So most people go into business and then they don't educate themselves. Um, and they don't get, uh, and the education can come from reading books, taking courses, getting yourself a mentor or a coach, which is one of the most important things. So they don't educate themselves to learn how to run and grow a business because it's a whole set of new skill sets that you've got to learn and you've got to embody. It's a bit like if I said to you, you know, go and become a, a teacher, you know exactly what qualification you need to get to become a teacher or a doctor or an accountant or a solicitor, right? But what about business? Why do people suddenly think, oh, you know, I can go and I can become a great businessman and I don't need to improve my skill sets. I don't need to improve my ability. I don't have to think in any different way. I don't need to change my attitude, nothing, and they think they're going to survive and thrive. You know what happens to those businesses? <laughs> they actually fail. Um, and they fail. So the moment an entrepreneur realizes and starts skilling himself up and developing his abilities, suddenly dynamics change because you've got to 
eventually if you want to let your business go then what uh, and and you i mean let go as in not to continue you know initially when you start a business you got to work hard to build your business but you got to build it in a way where you can then take that time out because business is supposed to give you freedom of time and freedom of money mm-hmm. right so you are you're supposed to you know come out of your business okay and it should run automatically there, there's a saying right and and it's something i say all the time that a good test that you have a good business and a good system in place is you know just switch off and go on a holiday for about 2 weeks or a month even and come back and your business should have made a ton of money if it hasn't then you haven't built a system yet it, the business still needs you and it won't survive and it won't run without you so Sounds alhamdulillah you know, I, I was uh, through uh, during ramadan you know i was in bangladesh for half the time i was traveling I was spending a lot of time with my family and we had one of the 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 best months uh, ever. We probably did close to about 7-800,000 dollars in revenue um in the last month, right? And I didn't have without to without you, right? Without me, completely yeah. without. Maybe that's, that's why because... you did what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm kidding. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So what I was saying is uh maybe did a lot, maybe you didn't intervene them while you were there. I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, right. so so the here's but, the thing. But it's interesting you say that. And do you know what? Um, you know, not, not necessarily my reality, but do you know when an entrepreneur or when a business person, when a founder doesn't let go, they're mm-hmm. actually detrimental to the to the growth of their business mm-hmm. because there is a point when the business outgrows the founder who initially had that vision and started the business and this is when an entrepreneur needs to hire people who are far more smarter far more able far more skilled than him right mm-hmm. uh, and let them run the business and the thing that he needs to get really good at okay mm-hmm. and uh, and it doesn't matter if your background is IT and you're doing an IT business if your background is education you're doing an education business your background is clothing and you're doing a clothing business or food and you're doing a food business it doesn't matter what your background is there is a point where your business outgrows your ability and what you can do and how much you can do and this is when the entrepreneur he needs to develop the skills of leadership and management right you have to be a great leader and a great manager to be able to mobilize people to get things done and therefore now you know with the with the one hour that you have and i have that everybody has that entrepreneur is doing so much more because he's resourceful he's learned to manage and lead people to get things done and he can therefore now multiply his success he can multiply the productivity and his efficiency i say sounds good so i mean uh, tell us what are you up to these days is that Islam Islam is running, running its own what are you up to do these days do you, are you doing involved in other businesses are you involved in mentoring Yeah, so it's been about a year that I've taken some time out of Islamic Design House. I'm, I'm just present at uh, director level strategic meetings on a quarterly basis. So I've had lots of time uh, to explore other opportunities. Uh, alhamdulillah, we started a, another business called the Muslim Entrepreneurs Network. Um, Tell us more uh, about it. What is it about? Yeah, so, so Muslim Entrepreneurs Network is really... uh you know uh i i would say one of the largest online platforms you know serving the muslim entrepreneurs you know and our aim is to inspire motivate and educate entrepreneurs by bringing entrepreneurial stories both success and failure stories 
bring in you know potential business models. Uh, so one model that we endorse is you know uh, uh, getting people to uh, start their first initial business through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we also endorse, and this is my speciality area, which is you know starting up e-commerce businesses okay. uh, on whatever product that they're, they're passionate or or the market that they're passionate about. Um, and we've got like on our website right now, potentially our members' site, hundreds and hundreds of uh, different courses and education materials that people can benefit and learn from. And alhamdulillah, you know, the success is evident uh, uh, of, you know, what we're trying to do. Since last year, we've we've uh, got over a thousand people to start their own business who've never had a business before and, you know, combined generating over a million pounds a month in revenue. You know, that, that now we've put back into the, the Muslim community's pocket on a yearly basis of 12 million pounds, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we've done that in a very short amount of time. You know, we launched in March this year. We have over a thousand members on our website currently, and it's growing on a daily basis. And our content is also growing. More people are coming together and collaborating. Really, it's a platform that we, we've we've started, and almost like a revolution or momentum. And my my personal goal is, I want to see you know close to a, a ten thousand Muslims over the next three years who start their own businesses and. And uh, potentially consider entrepreneurship as an alternative career to the you know the, the nine to five job. Right. Uh, I'm also you know, along that uh, I've also got uh, you know a couple of business other businesses that I've got investment where I'm founder and partner through investment which I manage and I mentor and coach the the, the CEOs of the businesses. I also do a lot of high level coaching and mentoring. Uh, for you know, highly motivated entrepreneurs, uh, help them, helping them reach new heights, new goals, new levels in their business. Um, uh, do you, do you and do this kind of, uh, just, sorry, just a quick question, otherwise I may forget. Do you do this kind yep. of um, coaches like uh, your businesses? How do you define them? It should be like local, close to you, or it could be online. How does it work? No, I've got I've got uh, you know students that I'm mentoring, coaching who are based in uh, America, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and it doesn't matter. One doesn't need to be uh, locally but with with communication these days. The ease of communication, like we're we're talking over Skype here. Uh, you know, you got phone, you got um, you know loads of means of communication. So it doesn't really matter, and um, uh, and the platform, you know, and, and everything is internet based. So it's like the whole world's like a little village, you know. Um, I could be talking to, and we can even do conference call. We can have ten people from ten different countries connecting together sure. with the conference. And to be honest, you know, my experience over the last ten years in growing and building Islamic Design House as an international business trading in sixty plus countries, you know, it's taught me that all of this is so possible. You know, there's nothing hold, can hold and should hold anyone, you know, anyone back. And and lastly, I would say, you know, one of the other things that I'm really passionate and involved in is I'm always looking out for. You know, creative business ideas, you know, out of the box ideas, you know, which uh, and the and the entrepreneur behind it is a passionate, hardworking entrepreneur, and I'm always happy to back that entrepreneur up both with my time and money investment and my resources. So, um, I mean, I'm just also thinking about the listeners as well. So, do you think um, should we encourage our kind of listeners if someone wants to kind of advise? Uh, do you want them to, you know? To contact you to just run their ideas through you. I mean, how does it work? For example, if someone wants to be your, sure. your someone wants you to be their mentor, how does it work? I mean, of course, I understand you may not be able to take everybody. You may have some time. Just tell us to go through this process because I'm sure there must be some people who are listen, listening to this and you may be find it useful. 
you know, if you're really up for it. Yeah, you know, it's very funny. I, I mean, firstly, I'm, I'm reachable. I'm very active on Facebook. I'm very public on Facebook. I've got an Instagram as well. I mean, somebody can find me on uh, on Facebook. Uh, they, all they got to do is the Harun Rashid because there's only one the, of me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what? Don't, don't, don't worry. You, you can mention them, but you, can, you should also give us those links. I will also put on the, under the blog. Um, blog sure. Uh, sure. Go Inshallah. But you, but you, can, mention, you can, can mention. You can mention. You can mention them. Don't worry. Sure. Okay. And one can also reach out to me on, you know, Instagram, uh, which is re just recently uh, kickstarted Harun Rashid, twenty one. Unfortunately, I couldn't find uh, the one for that. Uh, <laughs> Why twenty one? Uh, Why twenty one? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the only number I could find, I the smallest number. I, see, I, see. Um, okay. uh, I guess I'm the twenty first of the Harun Rashid on Instagram. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I've also got a website now that's just about to launch. It's called HarunRashid.com, so that's very easy to find. Okay. If somebody goes to HarunRashid.com, then uh, pretty much they'll have access and links to all my other social media platforms uh, uh, which are available. Uh, you know, it's funny, uh, uh, you know, you ask me, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't realize that, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, like myself, was involved in multiple businesses, you know, uh, we're bu very busy, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. We're very busy. We have, we have, and we also got a life, you know, personal life plus family life, you know. And we travel, as you know, I travel a lot, right? Every other week, I'm traveling somewhere. So, you know, when when entrepreneurs reach out, one of the, a good practice would be that you really, you know, know what you want, okay, mm -hmm. um, and you know how the, uh, you know, how I could help you, okay. Um, and in all that, you do the research and you figure all of that stuff out, right? Sometimes I get people messaging me saying, oh, can you help me? And I don't have time to ask you what do you need help in. Exactly. And then drive down to you like to figure out what you really need help in. I see. Right? So what you're saying is instead of asking, can you help me, just they should come to you a specific question. Okay, Brother Harun, I am doing this, 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 this. And this specific question, what would you do? Something like this, right? Exactly. And then I can help you even better because you've... Go through your situation. You do your, your homework, home. right? You just come in with yeah, like one stuff. You got to do your homework. Exactly. exactly. You got to do your homework. And on the website, there are there will be like from some forms that people can fill up, and it's like a screening process uh, that they can they'll go through. And if they meet uh, certain criteria, which are also going to be on the website, then they, um, uh, you know, m me or my team will reach out to them and 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 uh, you know and, and organize something basically. Sounds good. Sounds good. Is there anything I should have asked you wanted to share before I ask my last question? Before you ask your last questions, okay. I mean, <laughs> this one is not thing the last I, question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing I, I, you know, I get asked all the time, you know, like, you know, what is the secret to success and what is the secret to, what should I do to be successful like mm -hmm. you or like other people? And to be honest, there isn't a really a, you know, one secret necessarily. Every entrepreneur will find their own path. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is just 10 points I'd like to mention that I've discovered. I've written a blog about it on my site that someone can go and read. Can you and share I this link with us too? So I'm going to share it below. This Sorry? link as well. Sorry? Sorry? If you, if you share the, this link, I can also share this, uh, inshallah, with the listeners as well. Sure, I, I will do that, inshallah. So, uh, so I just want to mention 10 quick tips. I like, you know, just, I just want to share. Go ahead. You know, just... From my own personal experience and from talking to so many entrepreneurs, you know, who have found success, you know, after a lot of hardship. And it's, so number one, you know, you've got to discover what you love and what you're most passionate about. Yeah, I'm just going to summarize. I'm not going to go into the details of it all. Okay. Number two, you've got to work hard and stay persistent on the dream, right? Uh, without working out, nothing's going to happen. Number three, you have to have trust in Allah that, uh, you know, he's going to make things happen for you. Number four, you know, you should never forget 
uh, to remember Allah in desperate times uh, and even, you know, uh, more so in triumphs, right? Number five, find yourself a mentor to guide you and show the way because that's the quickest route to success, you know, just to copy someone else's road or path to success. And number six, you know, you want to find peers and, reg and regularly mastermind with them. Number seven, don't let fear of failure stop you. Number eight, build a definite belief that you will be successful and achieve your uh, dreams. I'm just going to be releasing a video on, on, on Facebook shortly, which is all about visualizing your dream, um, inshallah. And number nine, surround yourself with positive, you know, like-minded people. And number ten, finally, spend a little time every day on personal development. Because entrepreneurship isn't easy, but it isn't impossible. And, uh, and, and the only way you're going to be successful is if every day your skill sets, your abilities are growing uh, and you're challenging yourself. That's awesome. So I'm going to quickly brief get the first thing is a passion, right? Yeah. Second, perseverance or patience, we call it. Third, trust in Allah. What were the number fourth? Number four is to um, uh, n never forget Allah in, you know, in desperate time and even more so in the tri uh, you know, when you have triumphs. Okay, remember Allah. I see, I see. Number five, find a mentor. Number six, peers. Do uh, networking with peers and learn from them. Number seven, conquer your fear, right? Number eight. Number what's number eight? I, I forgot to mention. Okay, write it down here. You right. need to build a definite belief in your mind, okay, in your heart that you will be successful and you will achieve your dream. You got to believe in it. You got to believe. I see. Number nine. People get around with the people, like-minded people. Number ten. Personal development. Did I get it right? Yeah. All of them. Cool. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm going to come to my last question. Who do you think genuinely advised me? Uh, you, you know, uh, the reason we are doing this is um, we want to share the stories, back stories, I would say. Not the success, only success stories. Alhamdulillah, it's good. But right now, we've been very hard, you know, a bit hard on you, just uh, asking you to go back to the, all these memories, you know, getting the failures, right? Because what I think, I believe personally, this is where we learn most. Because most of the people who will be listening, maybe they're not successful uh, yet, you know? So we have to encourage them, inspire them, inshallah, to do, um, to achieve that. So who do you think will be a really good candidate I should talk to for this podcast so other people should listen and learn, in your opinion? Yeah, I would definitely say to speak to, um, you know, I would highly recommend that you speak to uh, my business partner at the current Business Muslim Entrepreneurs Network, Harun Qureshi. He okay. shares uh, half my name. <laughs> uh, because he has an amazing, in fact, he, has a, he does have an amazing story. You know, he, um, you know, uh, started off as a young child, you know, not doing too well in school and ended up with getting a first in his degree um, and then started his business, uh, Amazon business, and within 12 months, you know, got to a million pound, million dollar a year turnover. Then they did his digital product, and we're doing together like awesome stuff with the Muslim Entrepreneurs Network. And you know, I've had a lot of partners, uh, and I've had a lot of uh, interaction with people all over the world. And I must say, you know, he's very, he's very, what can I say, talented. Uh, individual and he's got a nice story that your audience uh, would uh, would love to hear. Okay, uh, I I know Harun. I know he's a, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. So yeah, I I will catch up with him with this one. I agree with you. He's a good story. That's a good advice. I will uh, follow up with that. Uh, okay, that was it. Do you have any questions for me? Anything else? No, no. That's good. No. Then I will uh, I will I finalize. We'll I'm gonna I'm gonna finalize the. I hope. Uh, Listeners, enjoy this one. And until next time, I say, Assalamu Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum.